Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Hey, how you doing? Ryan Sutel, Colton Juanas. Here's some sports news for you. After another impressive performance, Montana quarterback Dalton Sneed is the stats FCS National Player of the Week. Once things got cooking for Sneed on Saturday, he whipped up a homecoming masterpiece. The Grizz senior quarterback threw for 397 yards and two touchdowns while rushing for 67 more yards and two more scores in a 59-20 demolition of Idaho State. The effort earned Sneed his third consecutive Big Sky Conference and his first stats FCS National Offensive Player of the Week award. Sneed now has 1,168 total yards and 13 touchdowns in hello his last three games. In the latest Stats FCS Top 25 poll, the Big Sky teams in the top remained unchanged. Weber State's number four after their six-point win at Idaho, while Montana State holds at number six after their overtime victory at Cal Poly. Montana State is at number eight. UC Davis, meanwhile, after having been ranked the number four team in the nation two weeks ago, has dropped to number 24 after a two-point road loss at North Dakota. And Eastern Washington falling out of the top 25 entirely after being soundly beaten by Sacramento State over the weekend to fall to two and four. And finally, the Tampa Bay Rays stayed alive with a 10-3 win against Houston in game three of the ALDS. Game four is tonight. It'll be right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio as soon as we are done. If they win that game to stay alive, a decisive game five in Houston. This ESPN Sports Center is presented by Clark Fork Law. Legit and who's pretending? NFL edition. To tell new one is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hi. Good to be with you. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you want to call, 329-1899 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Uh tomorrow. Episode 3 of FCS Speculators, a betting podcast, going to come out. So we're excited to be doing this now on the weekly. If uh, you're into gamer, just into the FCS football landscape at large, favorites, totals, all of it going to be here there for you, along with guests and everything else, the FCS Speculators podcast. Now, at all your favorite podcasting platforms uh, and uh, spots, along with the Two Tell New Wonders podcast. So excited to be uh, doing that. Uh, Coulter... Let's talk a little bit of NFL. Now, let's start. I want to start with last night. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, first of all, I said they were 3-1 and one, uh, on the show yesterday because it was week five and uh, they're four weeks in. But they had a bye week last week. That's my error. They were 3-0. and oh. They are now 4-0. and oh. And uh, 
this was my first full game watching San Francisco. Now, you're never going to win a game the way that San Francisco won last night and not go, holy cow, that team is really good. But they are very good. Uh, they are Joey Bosa getting after uh, the quarterback. Or is it Nick Bosa? I forget which Bosa's in San Francisco, which Nick Bosa's Bosa. in L.A. Joey Nick, Bosa's of the Chargers. Nick's Nick with Bosa's San Francisco. Nick, the younger brother. Nick is uh, just hammering. <laughs> Along with hello DeForest Buckner, I mean they they're 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 real deal defensively. And then when Richard Sherman gets into the mix with an interception, uh, he didn't have an interception all last year. He's already got two this year. Uh, they look great, and the the uh, Browns' offensive line had absolutely nothing for the defensive front of the San Francisco 49ers last night. It was impressive to watch, but also offensively, I mean Matt Breida just. Just take, I mean, he's, he's as fast as they come. I mean, it was amazing to watch how quickly he got up and got out the return of Tevin Coleman and all that. Um, I am re-confirmed, uh, uh, if I can say that, in my just wholehearted love of George Kittle. George Kittle makes me so happy. How about the tight end factory that Iowa's running oh. right now? I mean, I mean they, not right now. They've been doing it for a long time. But the fact that they, I mean... T.J. Hoskinson and Noah Font have both looked outstanding already as rookies, and George Kittle is just—he's one of the meanest dudes out there. I mean, he's—he looks great. Oh, he's awesome. He is awesome, and he's doing his his own professional wrestling in the football game. It's uh, it's wonderful. So, listen, I said th- I said uh, that uh, I thought the Browns would cover and win this game outright. Couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, and San Francisco, San Francisco fans have uh, great reason to be optimistic. And look at four and zero, especially the way they're going right now. Uh, I, you, you can't help but say that San Francisco is the real deal. They're leading the NFC West right now. If you were going to say, well, let's let's just pump the brakes a little bit. They beat the Buccaneers week one. They beat the still winless Cincinnati Bengals week two. They beat the Steelers in week three in Mason Rudolph's first outing as a quarterback then they have the Browns last night I thought the Browns win was their best win because it was I mean 31-3 they they didn't just beat the Browns they beat down the Browns that said they got the Rams coming up in Los Angeles this week they have a bye week the following week because it is the Washington Redskins that they're playing Uh, and then they got the, the the Panthers and Seahawks so three of their next five games are Rams Panthers Seahawks those are real those are good teams uh, good to very good teams, and that's going to you know tell the tale of where this team is really. But just watching them, uh, very impressed with the San Francisco 49ers last night. Yeah, I mean, I got to admit, I uh, had a lot of work to do last night. So when the Niners were up, what were they up seventeen nothing? Yeah, there's uh, yes, at least. Early. I mean, they were they were out. I mean, it, it, they were out in front, and they, it wasn't it was that was not a game where the tides were turning at any point. No. Uh, the other point that I got, uh, I gotta make. I love Baker Mayfield, the personality. We can't anoint the guy yet. No. He's not that good, man. He could be, he could, he could be, but he's not. He's not what everybody thinks he is. I think this is a great dynamic to analyze because when the bar is zero and sixteen, the way that you can play, what you can get away with, the way you can act, the hype you can build. You have so much more leash. When you're just gunslinging it around, and you might win, you might not, but you're taking shots and you're doing the thing, and then all of a sudden you win five games, six games, seven games, and you've won seven times as many games as you've won the last couple of years, you're a hero. Yeah. But when you got pressure, you have a, the pressure to actually be a playoff quarterback. Teams have film on you. They have a plan for you. They have a design for you. Now all of a sudden you're a marked man. This is the thing I prophesized coming into Baker Mayfield's career. He was going to be who he is, and I think I love that. I mean, Sean Rainey, our good buddy over at SWX Television, he had a little Twitter thread earlier, and he said, hey, the thing that people love about sports is just the raw emotion that comes with sports, and a lot of times now our professional athletes get a little bit skewed. They get a little bit tainted. They get a little bit filtered. But the guys we seem to love the most are the guys that are real. And Baker Mayfield's receiving a ton of backlash right now because he has not played well yet this year. And when you act like him, it's very much like Jalen Ramsey. When you talk like that, you better back it up. And as soon as you don't, it's a huge distraction. But at the same time, you got to give Baker Mayfield credit for being who he is. But it is going to be a slippery slope because if you continue to act brash like this and you don't have your performance catch up with it, he's going to be a marked man for a long time. Baker Mayfield, 8 of 22 for 100 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fumble last night. 
not a good day. Also, having watched the game, half of that is on Baker. And that's significant because it's an awful game that he played last night. No doubt about it. He was getting passes knocked down. He missed some throws that were there. He held the ball too long a couple of times. He also got avalanched a couple of times where he had absolutely no shot. He also threw what should have been a touchdown to Antonio Callaway that he juggled around like a like like a clown, okay, at the circus and popped it up on the zero yard line to the San Francisco 49ers. That's one of the interceptions. And it's going to go down as a red zone interception for Baker Mayfield when it was 1,000% the wide receiver's fault. So there's some ugliness there for Baker Mayfield, no doubt. It's not all on him. That said, if he was as good as people were believing that he was and, and, and you know, could be and should be, the he would be better than this. And so I'm with you uh, up to a point on Baker Mayfield. And to, as you said, he's not as good as everybody thinks he is. He could be, but could be. he is not. He, Not right now. I mean, he's got a real deal arm, and I do think that some of his uh, his gunslinger mentality is a good thing. He's just got to figure out how to harness it. The other thing I noticed watching this game, and again, I only watched the first half. It was David, our producer, just told me it's twenty one three. That yep. was the that was the lead early, uh, but I, I, I hate to keep beating the dead horse, but we just have this perception that everybody that's running pro sports organizations and everybody that's coaching in professional sports ranks are so good. And there's sometimes when they're just not. And to me, when I watched last night, just with the Browns, they just look disjointed. Kyle Shanahan took Freddie Kitchens behind the woodshed. That's what I'm saying. And like, sometimes like when Vance Joseph is running the show, you're like, man, this guy just doesn't really know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Like compared to his peers. Yeah. Like Vance Joseph versus Bill Belichick or John Harbaugh or Mike Tomlin. It's like, Wow. Like every once in a while you do get a up and comer, an unknown guy like Frank Reich, and you're like, well, that guy, he fits in. He knows what he's doing. He can hang in the league. I just don't know if Freddie Kitchens has got it, man. And I, you have to wonder what the divide in the locker room is like, too, because they had such a divide in the locker room last year with Hugh Jackson. And when they fired him, everybody rallied behind Greg Williams. But then they got rid of Greg Williams. And I thought that was foolish because I think that you ostracize a lot of people on your team when you do that. Especially when you have a good young defense that was selling out for Greg Williams. Yeah, well, I'm. I mean, we're. Five Did you think games that they in. looked? Uh, but they look. They look disjointed, right? Yeah, like they yeah. don't have the fluidity of what even could be a good team. Mm-hmm. Like no. when you like right now when you watch the Jets and the Dolphins and um, the honestly the Browns, they just look like really. They don't look nearly up to snuff with the rest of the NFL. Yeah, except for that. That a week ago, eight days ago, they went on the road and doubled up the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, it, it. they got housed last night on national television totally. and absolutely embarrassed to a team that is a good team, but people, if you said before yesterday, who's better, Baltimore or San Francisco, you'd probably say Baltimore, although not necessarily because, again, San Francisco is a good team and undefeated. But to go on the road in your division for a lead in the division at the time and dominate the Baltimore Ravens is a great win, and they look really good doing it. And what a- then... This week, they look like a JV team. What did I say a couple weeks ago? So much of the underrated factor of analyzing the NFL is it really does come down to how well did you play. Mm-hmm. I think that's where coaching comes in, right. though, is how how do you get your team to play well all the time? Consistently, like, yes. I mean, if you go and break down the NFL season after it's over, you'll see there's going to be a couple two-win teams, a couple three-win teams, and those teams hardly ever played well. But if you go look at the teams that have between five and seven wins, I guarantee you when they won those games, they rate boat race the other team. Yeah. I mean, there, there's times, I mean, the Broncos last year, I think were a five-win team, and I remember watching them on, you know, the Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football a couple of times where you're like, man, this team's really good. But then you also watch them sometimes and they're really bad. That's the whole NFL, right? The, the Browns can be good. They have talent. How do you consistently perform? Again, again when you're measure of success is six or seven wins. Getting that team to perform well enough to win six or seven games, I think is probably where they're at right now too. How do you get them to win 10 or 11 games? I mean, think, think about you were prognosticating the Browns as a 10 or 11 win team coming in this year. 10. Okay. Think about how much, how leaps and bounds more professional and better the Seattle Seahawks are than the Cleveland Browns. And the Seattle Seahawks are, are probably going to win 10, 11, mm-hmm. maybe 12 games this year. That's the divide you have to think about. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, 
I mean, the Browns are just in nowhere close to the stratosphere of the way that the, the Seahawks can execute and perform. Baker Mayfield, like, wishes in his wildest dreams that he's Russell Wilson. He could be maybe someday, but, like, there's a oh, huge gap there. No and there's doubt, a huge gap in the coaching. There's a huge gap in the organization. I mean, there's a huge gap between Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Tyler Lockett, and I love Tyler No, Lockett. totally, but so much of it's about culture, too, though, right? Like, the, Seah- the Seahawks have never been bad once they turn the corner under Pete Carroll, and they will not be bad. Yeah. That's right. Because of the way that the whole thing is organized. you got to get there and prove it that you're Even there Even two before. weeks ago when I was yes. sitting there talking about how I don't think the Seahawks are as good as other people do, I still was saying that like, they're going to be bad this year as an eight- or nine-win team, not a four-win team. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, that can take care of you. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Coulter, let's go through the rest of these teams here rapid fire. Pretender or contender or just flat out legit, the New England Patriots? Okay, next. <laughs> Is that a real question? Uh, how about the Buffalo Bills? The- dude, the Buffalo Bills are super legit, man. My brother, when the Patriots were playing the Bills, he said, dude, he gave me the rant I just had for people saying, educate yourself and watch other parts of the game besides the quarterback throwing the ball. He said, watch the Bills on defense. And I did. I sat there and I watched the whole afternoon watching the Bills on defense. And he said, tell me, truly, no star power included, Bias aside, who's actually definitively better than the Bills on defense in the league right now? Mm -hmm. I think the only answer is the Patriots. Besides that, I mean, the Bills are right there. The fact that they got your boy Ed Oliver to play next to Star Latouille, I mean, that's one of the great interior defensive lines. Who's their linebacker? Uh, Kiko Alonso? No, no, no. Well, they got Kiko. The other guy, I can't remember his name either. I think from Texas, uh, from Texas, from Virginia Tech. uh, Oh, Tremaine Edwards. Tremaine Edwards. He is freak athlete. Crazy. And Crazy. we're not even we're that's we're neglecting to mention their maybe their best linebacker. Who's their third linebacker? G- give me one second. Regardless, they got they have one of the best safety pairs in the entire NFL uh, in Jordan Pro- Poyer and Micah Hyde, and oh L- Lorenzo Alexander is the other mm-hmm. one. I mean he's a sweet linebacker. I mean they got ton- I mean they have one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, so I think they're a legit team. If you have uh, as good a defense. Uh, to your point, as the Bills have, then you then you are legit, and I mm. I'm buying the Bills right now. The issue that I have with Buffalo, of course, is that they are still playing in New England's division, and so they have to get a wild card because they are not going to win the division. They already lost to New England at home. Sure, maybe they could split, but the fact of the matter is is that they're not going to you know be able to stay with the Patriots in terms of the course of an entire season. Uh, in terms of record, it seems to me. Josh Allen, I like but don't love. Uh, and what, what's your issue with him? Well, just I, I, I think that he's inconsistent. I, I think he's, I think he's really competitive. I, I really love his ability to run the football, and and he, he's got an element of of Dalton Sneed to him too, where he goes, he, he'll take the hit, right or wrong. And you know, they always say, you know, don't do it, man, don't take the hit. But sometimes that gets your team going a little bit. The issue that I have though with the Buffalo Bills is this: they beat the Titans fourteen seven. Okay. The Titans are better than what we thought they would be, so that's a good win. Cairo Santos missed four, count them, four field goals in this football game for Tennessee and got cut uh, yesterday, okay? Their other wins are against the Jets, Giants, and Cincinnati Bengals, okay? So I like the Bills a lot, but 
you you got you got to do more than that. Look, it's not their fault. You win, you know, but you got to do more than that before I'm going to sit here and start saying whatever. But if it's a wild card, which means you got to be probably one of the four best teams in your conference, because look, there's going to be a couple division winners that probably aren't that good ultimately, but that's the way it works out. Uh, then 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 that puts them right on the edge for me. But I do like Buffalo uh, right now. The Ravens. I'm so they are they are just a huge question mark. I, I I love Baltimore. They run the ball with Mark Ingram, and when Lamar Jackson's at his best, he's one of the best that's doing it right now. He's also really inconsistent, and he he's is. he's not a great thrower of the football. He's he's good. I think he's better than people probably gave him credit for, but he's not great. And oh, he's much better than people give him credit for. He, he is. He is. But I still think defenses, like you say, are, are, are starting to figure out the best way to defend Baltimore. And honestly, what's Baltimore always been great at defense? And I, I think they're only okay at defense right now. They're still trying to figure it out. I mean, they bring in Earl Thomas, but they lose, you know, Terrell Suggs. I know he's later in his career, but uh, there's just there's just more going on here with this team defensively that isn't great. They're good, uh, but... Look, the, their their biggest advantage right now is that they're playing in the AFC North with a bad, a, a horrendous Cincinnati team, a down Steelers team, and then the hugely inconsistent, as we pointed out, Cleveland Browns. So I think they're in business that way. But as a it, straight up, I'm not sure where I'm at with the the, the, the Ravens. Well, right so now. brand new identity. It's very similar to what happened in Seattle. They don't have any of their headliner players left. There's no more C.J. Mosley. There's no more Terrell Suggs. There's no more Haloti Nata. There's no more. Eric Weddle, there's no more any of these Pro Bowl-type guys. Their only real star on defense right now is Brandon Williams, the D-tackle. Besides that, they don't have really any brand-name players, and that's what well, the idea Earl. Well, Earl Thomas, but Earl Thomas is a shell of himself. No, he's not know. a shell of himself, but he's no. not He's not where he was when he's in Seattle. Yeah. He's the best free safety in the league, and he's not that right now. He's not. Okay. And he never will be again because that's the way the NFL works. It's so hard to reassume your perch once you get hurt, especially when guys like Jamal Adams are developing. Yeah. But uh, uh, the other thing about the Ravens is that they they're three and two. What they beat the two worst teams in the league, the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Right. Right. Out there. I mean, the Bengals might be in there too, since the Cardinals beat the Bengals last week. But those are two of the three worst teams in the league, and they beat those two right out the gates. And then they beat a struggling Steelers team too. They got wiped by the Browns. They were in it with the Chiefs, but they lost. So I, I don't know. I, I I think that they are. It's a like not love situation. I think they're in the mix in that division though, because the Bengals, oh, oh. the Bengals suck, the Browns they're, might suck, and the Steelers are not what they used to be. They're the, they're the favorites, favorites in the in division, division, right? No doubt, no doubt. Texans three and two. Um, I love the Texans, but I will never believe them until they've done it. The Texans are pretenders until until I'm shown otherwise by Bill O'Brien and the rest of the thing. Sean Watson is phenomenal, man. He is so good. And this wide receiving core is outstanding. Defensively, I think they're they're okay. Running the football, they're not very good. But in any case, they just find ways to lose consistently, and that is always just such a major hesitation to me. So, no, I do not buy the Texans. I do buy them. Uh, I think they have a chance to turn the corner. I mean, they're eight points away from being 5-0. and oh, and That's the point. I understand. That's the point. I understand, but you lost to the Saints. I mean, if you do NFL power rankings right now, what are the Saints? One or two? No, no, no. But they're probably five. Five mm. or f- yeah, top. Will came had them at two today, and I think I probably agree with them. Well, that'd be a first. That's not sure. Actually, I agree with Will Kane a little bit more often than not. Uh, I think his tactics are brilliant, even though they're intentionally annoying. Okay. Colts three and two. Uh, I believe in the Colts because of their offensive line. The way their defense played against Kansas City, Kansas City had gone. Uh, how many straight games with scoring at least 25 points? Some incredible every number. St- every start of Patrick Mahomes' career mm-hmm. until that game. And then they had Patrick Mahomes, including college, had never played a game where his team didn't score 26 points until last week. How and, about that? And they didn't score 24. They scored, I think, 10, right? Didn't yeah. they lose 16 yeah. 10, something like that? Uh, so that was as impressive as it gets. Uh, Ian Arrowhead, by the way, on Sunday Night Football. So I'm with that. Uh, I think that. When you have a quarterback situation like they have, Jacoby Brissett is the perfect person for that spot. Not because of who he is as a quarterback, though he's 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 good, but because of who he is as a person. They the 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 story that is told is that he is just 
beloved by the guys that are in that locker room. And you have to have in a situation where your all pro guy decides to hang it up unexpectedly a guy that the team can and does rally around and wants to. You know, everybody says that, oh, we'll, we'll rally around the next guy or whatever. Well, it's hard to say whether they do or whether they don't. With Jacoby Brissett, I think that's real. Um, I do like the Colts despite myself because normally I am down on the Colts. I, I think they're good. And I think that in their division, too, with the Texans, who I don't buy, the Tennessee Titans, who I'm sort of in quandary with, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars with a you know with their rookie quarterback, even though I am all about the uh, bandanas and Gardner Minshew and all that, I probably like the Colts to win the AFC South at this point, which is surprising to me to say that. So that's how I picked to win the AFC South. So I know you are the great genius. No, it's no great genius, man. It's just that everybody discredits the offensive line. If you've got a good offensive line, you have a chance to be good. It's just like how the Grizz had no chance to be good last year without if they have a bad offensive line. If you it's just crazy how no one analyzes this. Everybody talks about this quarterback and that playmaker and yada, yada, yada. If you've got a good offensive line, you're probably one of the good teams in the league, period. Chiefs 4-1. and one. Believe. With you. Raiders 3-2. and two. Believe. Oh. Let's break and do the NFC after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Hi, how are you? Good evening. Ryan Tutel, Colter Duana, Sports News. From us to you, after another impressive performance, Montana quarterback Dalton Sneed is the Stats FCS National Offensive Player of the Week. Once things got cooking for Dalton Sneed Saturday, he whipped up a homecoming masterpiece. There was a senior quarterback through for 397 yards and two touchdowns, while rushing for another 67 yards and two more scores in a 59-20 demolition of Idaho State. The effort earned Sneed his third consecutive Big Sky Conference and his first Stats FCS National Offensive Player of the Week award. Sneed has 1,168 total yards and 13 touchdowns in his last three games. In the latest stats, FCS top 25 poll, top three remain unchanged. North Dakota State, uh, number one for the 10 millionth week in a row. Weber State's number four for the third week in a row after a six-point win over Idaho. Montana State holds at number six after an OT victory at Cal Poly, and Montana holds steady at number eight. UC Davis, meanwhile, down 12 spots, number 24. They were number four two weeks ago after their two-point loss in North Dakota. And Eastern Washington out of the top 25 for the first time in three years after they were soundly beaten 48-27 against Sacramento State. And finally, in Game 3, the Tampa Bay Rays beat Houston to stay alive. They are now down two games to one. Game 4 from Tampa tonight right here on ESPN Radio as soon as we're done. Game 5 in Houston if it gets there. By the way, we will be joining that Rays-Astros game in progress. Bottom of the first inning. Tampa Bay already up one nothing on the uh, World Series favorite Houston Astros. It's one nothing, one on, and one out in the bottom of the first. A lot of ones going on in that baseball game right now. Two tail Nuanas, one zero two nine ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at twenty nine zero four West Broadway, Missoula Highway eighty three, and Sealy online at kurtzpolaris.com. If you would like to listen and you're out of the market or you're traveling or you're just at work and trying to, uh, you know, not be found out, go to the website. Listen on the stream. The stream is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Uh, Coulter, we were uh, picking uh, teams that we think are legit or, or not that are good teams, teams with winning records uh, in the NFL and try and discuss uh, who we think is going to be good and who is not necessarily going to be that good. 
The uh, Oakland Raiders. You said legit. You like the Raiders. I do like the Raiders. I'm I, I they're I'm unsure about them, but I think that they have first of all, I think they've revamped some of the stuff that made them good a couple of years ago when they won twelve games. First and foremost, the health of Derek Carr. But again, I'll go back to the same horse, dead horse I've been kicking. The Raiders that year they won twelve games had one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have that back because they have a couple of those players back. And they also got Trent Brown in the offseason, and he's a great player at, at offensive tackle. And then they also added a legitimate running back for the first time that they've had that in a couple of years, too, with Josh Jacobs. So I think that they're better on offense, and I also think they have a lot of hungry, chip-on-your-shoulder type guys on defense, not the least of which is Vontaze Burfecht, who just got suspended for the entire year. But if you looked at their draft, so many teams stay away from the character issue guys. They basically, they basically went all in and drafted like four character issue guys who they got for a bargain, not not just character issues, because Maurice Hurst, you can't pin him for character issues. He just had the he has the the heart ailment, and so T, I mean Maurice Hurst would have been a top fifteen pick out of Michigan if he wouldn't have had questions when he had his physical. He goes in the third round. He's a great player though, Arden Key from LSU. He's one of the best edge guys in the in college football, but he had a bunch of red flags. But the Raiders are renegades, and that's what they like. So if they can hone it in and keep it rolling, they have a chance. And I think that there was a lot of of varying opinions on how John Gruden would be. I think John Gruden's a pretty good coach. Knock on wood if you're with me. Okay, but I'm not buying the Raiders. No. Uh, the Raiders... Even in that division with the fact that the Chargers have stunk up the joint and the Broncos have stunk up the joint? The, the Broncos are not good. The Chargers have looked bad. I'm not sure how bad the Chargers are actually going to be, but Kansas City's going to win the division, and the Raiders are not going to the playoffs. Like, the Raiders are, they're not going to win the division, and they are not going to then... Who's going to win the division? The Chiefs are going to win the division. Of course. Yeah. So the Chiefs are going to win the division. Yeah, and and you're right. They're probably not going to go to the playoffs because it's basically, it it basically comes down to who do you think is better? First of all, do you think the Browns are going to figure it out and maybe be in the mix of the playoffs? I don't think so. Yeah. Are the Steelers going to figure it out and be the next for the playoffs? I don't know. But to me, it basically comes down to who do you think is better, the Bills, the Steelers, or the Raiders? Or the Texans? I see, I think the Texans and the Colts are for sure, are are in. Okay. I mean, it's hard to say they're in right now. So much stuff could happen. But I think those two teams are two of the six best yeah, teams in the yeah. AFC. Yeah. I think that the Patriots, obviously, and the Chiefs, obviously. So then the last two spots comes down to the Ravens, Bills, Steelers, and Raiders. Yeah, I don't know who it's going to be. I, I love John Gruden. I think he's he's going to have that thing rolling he's already got the, the 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 sort of foundation of that but i just i think they're a year away i think they're a year away from actually breaking into the postseason but i do like the direction they're going this one is really intriguing and i don't know what exactly to say about it the dallas cowboys the cowboys are three and two uh you and i both loved their defense coming in to this season and there's still a lot to love about that defense i have been absolutely floored by how good Dak Prescott has been throwing the football. He has been much, much better than I had given him credit for, and so I have. Uh, I, I, I just, I just appreciate what he has done and admit fully that that I, I was way low on him. I liked him as a quarterback. I thought he was, you know, quote unquote system guy running the football a ton. How he's throwing the football everywhere. He's doing it on point. He is having a good year. I know that he threw a couple of picks in the game against Green Bay. That really hurt them. But in the main this season, he's been outstanding. They have not been good running the football with Ezekiel Elliott signed to this great contract. And you and I are both in agreement with Jason Garrett that if it comes down to coaching, Dallas is not the team you want to hang your hat on. So they are now 3-2, and two, the Dallas Cowboys. They are tied for the division lead with the Philadelphia Eagles, who, uh, you know, of course, are also 3-2. and two. I thought Dallas outplayed the Green Bay Packers hands down for 20 minutes in the football game on Sunday, and at the end of that 20 minutes, we're losing by three touchdowns. It was 21 nothing, and it was partly because of, uh, of a couple of turnovers. That, and again, Dak is responsible for that. It's also, this is what was remarkable to me, a defense that we thought was so good. The Green Bay Packers missing one, if not two, starting offensive linemen with Aaron Jones shredded the Dallas Cowboys on the ground. Aaron Rodgers still is not the Aaron Rodgers that he's been. Okay, they're missing Devontae Adams out there. They got no real answer at tight end. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is nada, and yet they go out there and they housed the 
Dallas Cowboys early. Dallas made a comeback, but it really was a little, too little too late. And I, I'm surprised at that. And we'll get to the Green Bay Packers here in a moment. But I don't. I, I honestly don't know what to say about the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. Okay? That's not good. They've lost to the Saints and the Packers. Okay? There's a wide swath in between those five teams, which Dallas finds themselves. I don't know where to place them. I am... I am leaning towards selling uh, and 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 not believing in Dallas, even though I think they got all the talent to be one of the really good teams in the NFL. I mean, they need to. Pr- so th- it's like a Houston situation. The, the storyline was how good is the offense with Kellen Moore coordinating the offense? Well, then they played good teams, and that that had film on the offense, and the offense looked mediocre. They lost twelve ten to the Saints. They scored twenty four against. The Packers, but skewed, that was late. Skew, exactly. Skewed yep. scoring yes, late because they were getting hammered. Oh, it was 31-7, right? Yeah, yeah they were they were being I mean, they scored blown a, out. They yes. scored a bunch of points late. So does, you know, this is why you can't be a prisoner of the moment with the NFL because always the new is going to work well early. How do you continue to make it work well? That's the whole point of the league. How do you continue to evolve? And the Cowboys have to prove to me that they can continue to evolve and they have to prove to me that they can execute offensively against good teams because like you said they've only executed offensively really well against bad teams eagles are three and two i'm all about the eagles you know i'm See, like the this eagles, is a great in this division it's a great continuance of this exact point the eagles sort of hit that wall where they had they rode the momentum of doug peterson's offense being brand new and they were just lights out until wentz got hurt but then they had a new factor in Foles running the offense Rode all the way to the super bowl then they had to kind of come back down to earth find new playmakers find new folds but now they got Wentz back, and with Wentz comfortable and healthy, I agree. I'm a believer in the Eagles. The 4-1 and one Green Bay Packers. But the Packers have evolved to the point of being like Duke basketball to me. I just, I love to hate them. I hate watching them, and I can't get enough. <laughs> I'll watch every second of a Packers game. Because just watching Aaron Rodgers do all the things he does, from the ridiculous, uh, his um, unbelievable talent, to his just, he's so abrasive. Like yeah. When he stands there on the sidelines, and he's five inches taller, and looks like he's ten years older than Matt LaFleur, yeah. and he's just dressing down his head coach. This doesn't happen anywhere else in no. pro sports, where this, the, the, the we'll yeah. turn around and look at him, just keeps walking away. I mean, it's it's yeah. amazing, man. Like, Rodgers has got to be really careful with his legacy because he's unbelievable on the field. He is. He's unbelievable. Like you said last year, in terms of actually executing the playing the position of quarterback, good luck finding a guy that's done it as well as him. But but if he doesn't win another Super Bowl and he goes out like this, I mean, he threw a fit to the point of getting his coach fired last year. I think everybody thought, okay, fresh start. And they're, they're, playing really well right now so the results are there but he can't keep acting like this because he's one of the biggest stars in the league and that's what the shot has become when you're watching the Packers scan to Aaron Rodgers what's Aaron Rodgers body language yeah like? what's his pouting face and occasionally smiling for somebody that is not emotionally invested in them I think it's hilarious to watch him but like I don't know what do you think of it as a Packer fan isn't it sort of deplorable to you the way that he acts cuz he's he's it's not as if it's just sometimes when he has a right to gripe he's freaking out all the time like he's not being cool to anybody really ever <laughs> I don't know what I think about it I mean if they're 4 and 1 you don't care probably right Well here's the thing they beat the Bears and the Vikings to go 2-0 and in the first two weeks. I did not think that was going to happen at all. And they did it by slugging it out with those two and teams. They, two have two of the best defenses in the league. They allowed 19 points in the first two weeks combined. I mean, that was that. Here's where I'm impressed. I'm loving the defense. Now, they gave up 34 to the Eagles, who they lost to. And that was that was a poor, poor defensive performance. But they played great defensively yesterday. This is the thing that worries me about the Packers. They got shredded by the Dallas Cowboys, specifically by Dak Prescott, and then forced interceptions. That is a scary thing to do. And they've they've always been this like high-risk, high-reward type of defense where they've been trying to you know force turnovers and do this and that rather than just locking people down. This season, they've been locking people down. Uh, they, you know, Mike Daniels, if you don't know about it, go find out because he is the real deal up front. They are not as good as their 4-1 and record would it suggest to me. 
That said, I do buy them. They've already got head-to-head wins over the two best teams in the division. I know the Detroit Lions are 2-1-1 one, and one or whatever, and they're playing Monday night, and this is actually a big Monday night game between Green Bay and Detroit. And I don't know what's going to happen in, in, in this football game in Lambeau on, on, on Monday. But at 4-1, and one, look, if they got the 5-1 and one and 3-0 and oh against the division, it's done. Mark it. It's all over but the shouting in terms of the you know them winning the division. I do think that Aaron Rodgers, he's an angry young man, and I don't know why. I don't know the source of his angst and frustration. Yeah, we can do a whole podcast on that. But it is true. Here's the thing, though. Him and LaFleur, with McCarthy, with McCarthy it became personal where he just didn't like him anymore, and it was probably a two-way street. With LaFleur, I don't think that it's personal yet. I think it's about football. He's upset walking off the field because they, frankly, have not looked great offensively. I mean, they really haven't until until su- Sunday where they were running the ball over the place. And what's Aaron Rodgers got to do with that? Turn the right direction and give the ball to Aaron Jones, right? So Aaron Rodgers, while he, all, he still has a couple of plays where you go, oh, my goodness, I can't believe he did that. And, and the Packers' offense has been rolling a little bit. It hasn't nearly been as well-oiled as it, as it could have been, and there's been some spots. They were up huge early versus the Vikings. They were up 21 nothing. Couldn't score another point. And that was a source of real frustration, and why is it going this way? And I think that that, that is something that he doesn't tolerate well. But he also doesn't handle it in a very in, in in a professional way, and he's gotten to the point where he's kind of above it all. Like it doesn't, you know, he who's going to say what to Aaron Rodgers right now? And you're right, that's eventually going to wear thin. Uh, okay, we're up against it. I can tell exactly what our producer David thinks of the NFC. Uh, the fact that there's 16 teams listed on this sheet, and the Vikings are not one of them. I'll tell you of all the teams we didn't get to, the Vikings are better than the Lions, the Panthers, the Niners, and the Rams. They're not better than the Niners. Yes, they are. No. Yes, they are. Did they play this year? Because I'll bet you 50 bucks on it. Okay. I'll look. I'll find out if they do. I'll bet you straight up on the Vikings against any other team in the NFC besides the Bears the rest of the year. Even with my least favorite player in the world playing quarterback. Oh, they, had, they had a big come-to-Jesus moment, and they won last week because now all of a sudden Kirk Cousins knows that he's got to throw the ball to Thielen and Diggs, huh? They didn't throw the ball to Diggs. Diggs is even more mad because they threw the ball to they di- Diggs threw a fit, got fined two hundred grand, and they they dimed up Thielen for the entire day. They only threw the ball to Diggs twice. The Saints are legit. The Panthers are not. The Niners are. The Seahawks are. The Rams, I don't know. The Lions are not. There's your NFC. By the way, the Vikings are not. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Ooh, Where are you at with the Black Keys? I like them a lot better than when they first came out than I do now. The, the two-piece band thing is impressive, but it's it. It lacks diversity. 
Their first couple albums were great, and now all their songs just sound the same. Now, I think the lack of diversity, which I do agree with you, but that does not apply to two-piece bands. See, the White Stripes. But <laughs> Black Keys are, uh, they're just right in the heart of it, and they don't veer from it, and maybe that's an indictment on them. I'm into it. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Who's that guy in the White Stripes you think is famous? I we we are going to fight <laughs> between your Vikings and your belief that Jack White isn't famous. You he's you, sort of famous. It's two tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at twenty nine zero four West Broadway in Missoula Highway eighty three in Sealy. Online at kurtzpolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, listen on the podcast. The podcast available on the TuneIn Radio app, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. And tomorrow, we're coming out with episode three of the FCS Speculators Podcast. That's great, too. To Tell the Wanda's podcast brought to us by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Uh, we will send you out to Tampa Bay, the Rays, up 3 nothing on the Houston Astros. What if this game goes to a decisive, or this series goes to a decisive game five back in Houston? Tampa Bay up early. So we'll send you out for game four here of the uh, ALDS as soon as we're done. But Coulter, uh, um, we got uh, a tweet. Uh, which was a good question, an NFL question that we wanted to get to. Uh, if you want to follow us again, at Gus Tutel at, at 1029 ESPN on Twitter. Uh, you can even do at Coulter underscore Nuanez on Twitter if you want to do that. Yeah. Uh, but you can also find us on Instagram at 1029 ESPN. Participate that way, and uh, and we'll be uh, always looking for good stuff, good content for the show. This comes from at Shoots Vice. I think I've said that right, like Edelweiss. <laughs> Uh, except it's a V, not a W, because it's America, not Germany. Uh, here is the question. Who is going to get their first win in the NFL? The Bengals, Dolphins, Redskins, uh, and Jets are all over. They're all over. Um, I can tell you this objectively. It's either going to be the Dolphins or the Washington Redskins because, hello, they're playing each other Sunday. So somebody, unless there's a tie in the works, how about a 0-0 zero, zero tie? How about that? Uh, they uh, w- are going to be getting their first win. Uh, Jay Gruden fired uh, pretty uh, unceremoniously from Washington after their 0-5 start. I thought Jay Gruden way overachieved with what he had in Washington over the course of his time there, oh. given the top-down situation that it is in the I nation's mean, Everybody capital. that's firing anybody when D.C. needs to look in the mirror. Yes, I mean, this has been a the train wreck of the of the 21st century in pro sports. I mean, yeah. the amount of money, resources, and fan base that they have, and how just utterly deplorable they've run that organization is—it's insane. So uh, the uh, they play each other. The Bengals are at Baltimore, and the Jets, uh, who were hammered by the Eagles last week, are hosting the Cowboys. Uh, I do not. I, I think that this might be Sam Darnold alert uh, for him to come back. The Jets were pushing for him to be back this week. He could not be, so uh, they they may be getting him back against the Cowboys. Either way, I don't think they're going to beat the Cowboys even with Sam Darnold there. Uh, so obviously, the answer to the question is who's going to win the Dolphins and, and and Washington football game. I'll take Washington. I mean, there's more talent in Washington. The firing of the head coach can go one of two ways because just because you're 0-5 doesn't mean that everybody just hates the, the coach. Chris right. Chris Thompson was in tears after the loss talking about Jake Rudin and what he had meant to him and, and uh, when the writing was on the wall, obviously, and bringing him in. So if you're Chris Thompson, the question is, well, what am I doing in this Washington uniform? You know, why do I even want to play for this organization when the guy that, you know, that I care about is ousted by a guy I don't, you know, presumably of you know could do without in, in in Dan Snyder. So if there is a mutiny, Miami could win this game. But if there is not, Washington is better than the Miami Dolphins and should win it. So I will take Washington to get their first win under Callahan. Coach Callahan obviously a very veteran football coach, both professional and college. You know, he will probably be able to keep things on track and go in and beat the Miami Dolphins. Outside of that the best team here that hasn't won a game yet is the Jets. And that is presuming that Sam Darnold is around. I mean, the reason they've been as bad as they've been is their quarterback situation. They have talent on this team, both sides of the ball. But when you lose Sam Darnold and got nobody, don't kid yourself, 
Luke Falk ain't Gardner Minshew. Not all Wazoo Cougar quarterbacks built the same, okay? This guy uh, is is not good. And he's the third stringer, by the way. I mean, he, they, their, their backup quarterback, who I don't even remember who that is, now was hurt in his first appearance. So Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. That's right, Trevor Simeon. So they're down the list now. Oh, man, there's not a quarterback that's more in over his head than Luke Falk, oh, no. man. He, no, no, no. He can't even function. No. So so the Jets are not winning until Sam Darnold comes back. But when Sam Darnold comes back, this is a team that could and will win a couple of games uh, throughout the course of the season. So I think this is the best team of this group, but they're not going to win first because, well, they can't. Yeah, the Dolphins, I'm rooting for them to go in 16. <laughs> I really want that to happen. Well, it's, I mean, you don't have to root that hard. Right? Uh, totally. Uh, I do think the Jets have some pieces. They are just in a situation where they're just so far down the quarterback depth chart. Like, I'm one of the contrarians that thinks that quarterback play is slightly overrated in the amount that that, that, that narrative is shoved down our throats, but Luke Falk ain't it. I don't think you can win an NFL game with him. It being overrated and it being the most important position are not contrary beliefs. Totally. I agree it's the most important position. I also think that you can also win without having the best quarterback at your level. Yeah. Uh, I do, but I, I I would say, though, you cannot win with the worst quarterback at your level, and Luke Falk might be it, man. Like he, He's a good player in college, but I, just, I really don't know how you function in a game with him at quarterback. He's so physically overmatched. The Winnipeg Jets are up 2-1 over the Pittsburgh Penguins. The NHL regular season has commenced. It's a week old. This makes me very happy and Colter indifferent. Tampa Bay Rays, they're up 3-0, middle of the second inning. We go to the bottom of the second from Tampa right now. Boys and girls, enjoy the ALDS on ESPN Radio. Thanks for being with us on ESPN and SWX Montana. We'll see you tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.